0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, I mentioned this a week or two ago, I think now, um, but I released it over the weekend and yesterday. Um, If some of you longtime listeners might remember back when Some Like It Pop was a thing, Jen and I did a short mini-series of six episodes where Jen chronicled the evolution of a new musical called Invisible the Musical. Um, And it's had a lot of development since then. It is actually making its New York City debut on Labor Day this coming Monday at 54 Below in a concert presentation. It is being directed by one Mark Kudish. It will be starring Christina Alabado, along with some of the people who've been involved with it for years in California. Dan, Ammer- uh, Dan Ammerman, Jordan Goodsell, uh, Christy Brooke, Alyssa Rupert, Anthony Norman is joining the production for New York. So what we did was is uh, Je- Jen and I kind of went back. And did some interviews with the stars and the creators and with Mark Kudish, um, which is where I got that uh, audio I played a week or two ago. Um, And kind of talk about the development of the show, what's happened with it since then, what the future of it is. And we released those episodes for season two of Making a Musical over the weekend. I will have a link to all five of the new episodes as well as the original six episodes which were released back in June of 2017 so it's a lot of fun to Jen did most of the interviews I just did kudish uh, but it was it was very cool to hear from everybody again a lot of the people we talked to this time um, were also part of that original six episode run so it's very, very cool very yeah very interesting to see how this shows progressed and um, it's now uh, they just finished a um, like a workshop reading in Southern California. They're doing this in New York, and the next uh, the the next step apparently is going to be a full production somewhere. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And I'm sure Jen and I will continue to chronicle that whenever it happens.
1: I gotta get to some like it pop. It's you know still on my long list.
0: Well, yeah, we don't do them anymore though.
1: Well, yeah, I know that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) we've got stuff in there. I mean, if you want to hear, there's
1: a lot of stuff that still isn't going that i haven't yeah. gotten to yet Welcome if you want to hear
0: life. yeah if you want to hear the hottest takes of pop culture from like 2015 through Perfect. 2018 we are there Th- for that's you that's
1: what i'm into
0: yeah um <laughs> who knows i jen in the in the outro for each of the episodes jen says you know follow us on twitter which we didn't really use when we had the show mm. you know for information on upcoming episodes i was like jen we don't have any plans to make upcoming episodes. What are you oh. talking about? So maybe Jen knows something that I don't, but we'll see.
1: See, it's all it's all there. It's just <laughs> it just hasn't hasn't come to fruition yet.
0: It's like she was leaving. Um, what's that? Uh, what's that? Nick Cage movie where he's like reads clues in the Declaration of Independence. Like this National is the National uh, Treasure. Yeah, National Treasure. It's like the uh, the podcast version of National Treasure. Nice. The clues were all there, but yeah, at least anyway. it's
1: not like The Wicker Man.
0: Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh my
1: God. I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: All right. So let's get into the news, Ashley, and let's start with some info from MCC that was released yesterday. They announced the cast for the New York premiere of Teresa Rebeck's Seared, which will run off-Broadway from October 3rd through November 10th, hopefully for selfish reasons with some extensions thereafter. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Moritz von Stupenagel directed, uh, production will star W. Trey Davis, David Mason, Krista Rodriguez, and Raul Esparza. The show had its world premiere at the Williamstown Theater Festival in the summer of 2018. Rodriguez and Davis appeared in that version alongside, uh, alongside Hoon Lee in the role now played by Esparza and Michael Esper in the role now played by Mason. In the play, brilliant, hot-headed chef Harry scores a mention in a food magazine with his signature scallops. And his business partner, Mike, finally sees profits within reach. The only problem, Harry refuses to recreate his masterpiece for the masses. Mix in a shrewd restaurant consultant and a waiter with dreams of his own. And it all goes to hell in this hilarious and insightful new play that asks us to consider where art ends and commerce begins. Love it. Yeah, Ashley, I, I love it when brilliant artists like Rebecca write about making art. Um yeah. it's you know, it's the Sunday in the park with mm-hmm. George kind of thing. Um obviously, even though this is about a restaurant and food, that's obviously what she's talking about. Sure. Um, unrelated to that, I also love it when musical theater folks prove that they can do straight plays as well. So love that. And yet still unrelated, I love that Krista and Teresa are teaming up again. Long live smash. <laughs>
1: speaking of things that are long since departed that I still <laughs> haven't gotten to. Oh,
0: yeah. I don't actually remember if Teresa was part of season two when Krista was on it, but whatever. Close enough.
1: Well, see, you got to come in knowing these things.
0: <laughs> whatever, I mean, whatever. Anyway, so I'm <laughs> very seems, excited about this This
1: seems one. right up my alley. I'm very yeah. excited about it. Because it's all food and theater and
0: just right yeah. up.
1: And Raul Esparza, I mean.
0: Yeah, you do love some Raul. I do and, love I mean, some Raul. I mean, I'm assuming he's playing what's what's the guy's name from Kitchen Nightmare or whatever it is on Fox. Gordon uh, Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. I'm sure he's kind of Gordon Ramsay esque. I know you're I more mean, of an Anthony Bourdain. I'm
1: very much person, Anthony Bourdain, yeah.
0: But uh, eh, whatever. Hopefully, there'll be some f bombs thrown in, and
1: <laughs> I'm sure so, there will be some f bombs. Yeah, F-bombs.
0: yeah. Uh, I, I can see Raul doing it too. He'd be. Great
1: he's gonna that. go all in.
0: Uh, all right, Ashley. Let's get on to this week's or last week's Broadway grosses. There was a bit of an anomaly in the data. Because the Broadway receipts dipped 12% and attendance dropped 13%, but the ticket average went up by 98 cents. That, of course, is only possible when there's a dramatic drop in the number of playing shows, which there was, as we said goodbye to Cher, King Kong, Pretty Woman, and Barry Manilow in Residence the week before. In total, the grosses came in at 27987012 buckaroos. a pair of shows had big moves as Waitress led the way, picking up an extra $359,000 over their previous week thanks to the the debuts of Colleen Ballinger and Todd Rick Hall as Dawn and Ogie. Betrayal also saw a nice increase, rising 420 k as it moved from four to seven performances. In its final week on Broadway, What the Constitution Means to Me had some big news of its own as it broke the box office record at the Helen Hayes, closing its run with a $638,509 week, good for 107.62% of its gross potential. Down at the other end of the scale, we had four shows dip six figures. The Lion King down 239k, Wicked down 200k, Cursed Child down 134k, and Phantom down 117k. Aladdin was really close, dropping 98,000. Hamilton, Obvi, was number one with $2,944,167 on the grossest ladder, followed by Moulin Rouge, which supplanted Simba and company in second with $2.1 million. The Lion King was in third with $2.07 million. Then we had To Kill a Mockingbird, Ain't Too Proud, Wicked, Aladdin, Hadestown, Curse Child, Frozen, Deer of Enhance, The Book of Mormon, and Phantom all in seven figures. Six shows actually grossed above 100% of their potential. Actually, do you want to see how many you can guess? I already gave you one of them.
1: Well, Hamilton always.
0: Hamilton did, but I will tell you, it was the lowest of wow. the six at just at just one point or one hundred and one point wow. four eight percent. there are five of a, a five shows above it.
1: So that means like Hamilton's on the verge of closing, right? Yes,
0: I'm expecting it by the uh, by Labor Day. <laughs> uh,
1: Hades Town.
0: Hades Town was number one yeah. at one hundred and twenty-one point four three percent of its gross potential. Love
1: to see it. Love to see it. Uh, I would assume To Kill a Mockingbird and Harry Potter somewhere up there still.
0: To Kill Mockingbird was second at, at basically 119%. Cursed Child was the fifth one at 102.5. I've already given you Constitution at 107.62, mm-hmm. and that leaves out Moulin Rouge yeah. at 114.81% of its gross potential. Excellent. Yeah, so Oklahoma was uh, the lowest grossing show of the week at 450K. Then Chicago, which I. Put on super secret bubble watch last week at uh came in at 588k. Now here's to the ever confounding data for Tootsie, which came in at 798 thousand dollars. Not bad, but it was actually the lowest show in terms of gross potential at 48.85 percent and the lowest in terms of capacity at 70.39%. And actually, it Mm -hmm. wasn't even close to any other show in either of those two categories. Mm. For Potential, the next closest show was Beautiful, which was up nearly 11 percentage points above Tootsie. And then for Attendance, Chicago was next, up nearly 11.5 percentage points. So it's still bringing in a decent amount of money, but right. none of the other indicators look good, actually. So it yeah. really kind of, to me depends on how much the Niederlanders are charging them for rent, mm-hmm. how much they want to keep a show in that theater for as long as possible, or do they have something lined up to replace it? Um, we don't know. I mean, it, I think it really comes down to how much money they're having to pay the landlords. Because right. otherwise, if they're getting, giving them a good deal on that and they're not forcing them out that way, um, It could go for a while, but it, it's really hard to determine. But let's close this grossest section on a high note here. Even though the summer is winding down and tourists are heading out of town, 14 of Broadway's 24 shows last week had better than 95% capacity, Woo-hoo! including, including one-third of the shows which were over full capacity. So uh, we might be saying, oh, my gosh, these numbers are bad. There's all these shows that are down. Fourteen of twenty-four shows yeah. had ninety-five percent or more of their seats filled, which obviously some of those are discounts and sure. you know whatever. But that's still really good for for this week, I think.
1: Still discounts, but still getting them in the seats, yeah. and I think you know that's going to make producers happy no matter what.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would obviously much rather have people uh, there than not. So yeah, exactly. uh, so yeah. Now speaking of people showing up to things. Um, well, let's move from a from a bunch of Broadway theaters to a place that is essentially the basement of a Broadway theater. Uh-huh. As yesterday, we got confirmation that Tuesdays at 54 with Robbie Rizal has officially extended until at least January Yay. of 2020. To celebrate, Robbie announced some upcoming guests for the fall, including Dan DeLuca, Julia Murney, Nika Graf-Lanzaroni, Emily Skinner, Donna Lynn Champlin, Alexandra Silber, and more you can get your tickets now via the link in our show notes but also there will be videos from last tuesday's show there as well when bonnie milligan and natalie walker did a couple of duets first was let me be your star from the (laughs) aforementioned Mm smash smash then they did the any moment moments in the woods duet uh from into the woods natalie played cinderella's prince and bonnie the baker's wife um wasn't exactly at the perfect spot in Natalie's voice, but she's so funny. It didn't really matter. Um, if you haven't seen them, um, which I'm sure most of you have by yes. now, you need to watch them. We will have links in the show notes in true story. And Robbie knows this. Cause I talked to him about it earlier this year, Alan Henry and I wanted to do a concert of into the woods at 54 below with Bonnie Milligan as the Baker's wife and Natalie Walker as little red. <laughs> um, we had a bunch of other, what, I think were brilliant casting ideas, but ultimately we couldn't get the rights because it's so heavily restricted in New York for us yeah. on Oh, A oh, so.
1: wee bit. Uh, just a, a little wee bit. bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: A little annoyed with that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. um it would have been amazing. Um I'll tell you some of the other ones off uh offline. Ooh, and, uh, yes. Ashley, so anyway. secret secret business. Yeah, so, some the person that we wanted to play The Witch might have been mentioned in this show already. So. Mm. Anyway. Okay, so let's move on to some recommendations. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to a recommendation. And this is, um, you know, I I work for Broadway World, so it it takes a lot for me to praise one of our competitors. This is a great article from Ryan McPhee over at Playbill, Mm -hmm. and where he did a little bit of investigative journalism, which we don't really do on the theater sites very often, um, and looked into who the hell is the model. In the logo for Mamma Mia, um, Sometime over the summer, people discovered that it came from a stock photo, and like that stock photo started being passed around. And Ryan put on his uh, um, his press fedora and have nice. a little press yes. tag in it, and yep. he started to look around who it is. He found, uh, you know, went through some of the options. Was it the original actress who played Donna in the? Um, the London cast, no. Was it Jen Gambatisse, uh, who did it on Broadway? No. Um, but what it was, it was just a random stock photo that yeah. a French photographer took. And fortunately, even though the the the, the photo was taken in 1992, the, uh, the photographer knows exactly who it was. They gave the model's first name because they didn't want to, you know just throw out a, you know some random name right. but the 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 name what she was wearing what designer um g- gave her the the wedding dress where it was shot um pretty fascinating Such i a fun i was piece. yeah it's so much fun i loved that picture like when we first yeah, found the picture. Yeah, the the stock photo very very cool. Um I love that kind of stuff. So uh mm-hmm. that's actually a po- between this and that Jason Robert Brown story I talked about yesterday where people mm-hmm. were tweeting him questions. That's a podcast that I've wanted to do and I've talked about, about it with James for a long oh, time. Really? I, I want to answer I want to answer find answer to like random theater questions, on but on. I don't have the time to do another show like that. Kind of like um uh every little thing yes. that Gimlet does, like a yes. theater version of uh, and I wanted to do this since before that show. Um, but um, I'm on. Board. I don't have time. Someone fund. D-
1: someone fund it. Yeah. and I, I'll, I'll do it.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> we could be a tag team investigative reporters. Yeah,
1: so. love it. We yeah. we both so. have to get the news fedoras. Then.
0: Oh yeah, uh, my head's too big. Fedoras don't oh, fit on my head. Sorry. I have a very large get dome. <laughs> anyway, okay, Ashley, let's wrap up the show with a few quick bits of news. First, the Rose Byrne, Bobby Cannavale-led production of Simon Stone's adaptation of Euripides' Medea will play BAM, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Academy of Music, from January 12th through February 23rd. Additional casting is forthcoming. And yesterday, Beautiful announced the stars who will close the show at the Stephen Sondheim Theater on Broadway this coming October 27th. Sarah Backel and Corey... Jackama uh will be the production's final Carol King and Jerry Goffin. Actually I'm a little surprised that they didn't get at least a somewhat familiar name mm. to do it. Um I mean I don't think Jesse Mueller's coming back. Um Abby Mueller is obviously yeah. busy with six. Uh right. Kennedy is on tour with the band's visit, right. but I thought they could have got somebody else. Um but um Sarah has played the role before on Broadway. Right. She's also been in the ensemble, and Corey will be making his Broadway debut. Jen Tepper tweeted that he was actually a former waiter at fifty four below. Uh,
1: yeah, that's right. So- that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, so that's very cool for them, getting a chance to close out this historic show. They will both start performances on September 5th. Love it. All right, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt Ashley, where can people find you? You can
1: find me on Twitter and Instagram at, no, this is Ashley.
0: All right, everybody, have a great Tuesday. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very, very good Tuesday. Some of us are going to
1: have a really good Tuesday. At least she better, and she being me.
0: Yeah, just make sure you're awake by 10 a.m.